guys. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm Raven. And I'm Alana. And I know this is not our regularly scheduled time, but we figured that we would do something a little extra for the special holiday. So we decided we're going to give you guys another episode. Yeah. Got to put in that extra effort for you guys because we love you guys a whole lot. Um, you know what, though? I was thinking, Raven, and I don't know if this is cool with you, um, but I was thinking maybe we could switch it up and instead of starting with a section, maybe we could lead things off with a segment. All right, cool. I'm totally down with that idea. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, we've, we, we've been on the same like schedule for a little while and I think it's always something fun to try something new. So, you know, I thought, I thought maybe starting off with a segment might be a, a good idea. Well, cool. Yeah. Switch things up. I'm down. So why don't we just start with our first segment? which would be Artist of the Week, which we've done before. But, you know, just in case you didn't hear that episode, Artist of the Week is where each one of us picks an artist that we are really feeling this week, and we tell you guys a little bit about them, and hopefully you'll like them too. Yeah. I mean, do you want to start off with yours, or do you want me to go first? No, I can totally start off with mine. All right, go ahead. Tell me, tell me who you've been in love with recently. So, originally, I'd really been into the Arctic Monkeys, but it seems that somehow, in my notes, in my document, it changed to the Ice Gorillas. So, I guess I'm doing the Ice Gorillas now instead of the Arctic Monkeys. Oh, isn't that a new, like, up-and-coming band or something? Yeah, a new, they have this really awesome album called The AM. Didn't they just rip Um, that off of the Arctic Monkeys? Yep, they did. Wow. I didn't know you were into, like, plagiarized bands, Raven. Come on. Instead of, do I want to know, it's... I don't want to know. (laughs) You bet I do. (laughs) Instead of, um, are you mine, it's, uh, am I yours? (laughs) Am I yours? You bet I do. You bet I do. Instead of knee socks, it's thigh highs. (laughs) Thigh highs? Snap out of it. (laughs) Clap your your way home. I don't know. (laughs) Clap your way home. Snap out of it is, um... Zip into it. <laughs> uh, number one party anthem is number five, Mamba number five. <laughs> Mamba number five. <laughs> there we go. We figured it out. <laughs> so what's your favorite, uh, what's some of your favorite songs from Ice Gorillas, a.k.a. the Arctic Monkeys? Favorite song or favorite album is The AM, for sure. That's fair. Um, I really also do like Suck It and See. Ooh, yeah. That one's good, too. Um, Humbug is also a pretty good one, too. They've just got a lot of good albums. And what's really cool about the Arctic Monkeys is that their lyrics are pretty hilarious. Like, they vibe, but they're also, like, really funny. (laughs) You're like, why would you sing this, but also don't stop? (laughs) But it's the person, I don't know who their writer is, but they're very descriptive lyrics. And I just love that about them. But my favorite song in the album, The AM, is Arabella. Ooh, and it's good. it's a song about a girl like riding in your passenger seat as you're going down the highway and just how awesome that would be and like just the way that he describes it like there's a sunset there's like he like goes through the girl's whole personality and stuff it's just such a descriptive song and it's really nice and it also has the most beautiful guitar riffs in it and you just, like, you just sink into it. It's a song that you can sink into. 
And isn't that video pretty smooth too? Like the music video that they did for it? I actually haven't seen the music video. I might be thinking, but of now a I'm gonna one. have to check it out. Yeah, uh, I know that the lead singer of Arctic Monkeys, um, I think it's the lead, but I know that he also sings for um, this other band called The Last Shadow Puppets. Really? And, yeah. I did not know that. You might want to check them out. I'll send you a couple of their songs. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a really good, He's they're very versatile. Like, I don't know. Everything is just so great about them. And I see why that's your favorite. Why that's your, yeah. your artist of the week. A lot of other good songs are Do I Want to Know, Are You Mine, uh, Why'd You Only Call Me When You're High. A lot of the question songs, really great songs. <laughs> All of the way, if, if you've got to ask, it's a pretty good song. <laughs> Honestly, uh, Knee Socks, dope song. I Want to Be Yours, really dope song. That's actually the song that got me into the Arctic Monkeys, I Want to Be Yours. Really? Yeah. The line, like the whole song starts off with the line, I want to be yours. What is it? No, it doesn't. It starts off, let me be your vacuum cleaner. And I think that's hilarious. <laughs> it honestly is. Like like Raven said earlier, the funniest freaking lyrics possible. Like his metaphors and similes are just off the charts. I am here for it. <laughs> They're off the charts. I'm tired of you. You <laughs> slang. <laughs> I mean, it was like a slang pun. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hated it. I'm the pun master here. What do you what do you think this is? That is the no. You might make the puns, but we all know who is the lover of puns here. Mm. Wouldn't the lover also be the maker of the puns? I mean, do I not make puns? Like um, I just made one of puns. We're going in circles here. Out of the thirty years that I've known you, I can't say that I've I'm ever so heard sorry. you make a pun. <laughs> 30 years? I have to go right now. I've revealed my age. <laughs> <laughs> I've outed the both of us. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Man. Um, so who's your artist of the week? Listen, before I even tell you, let me tell you, I'm, I, I really want to listen to Ice Gorillas now. I wonder if they have like an account on Spotify. I, I should check, but I'm not gonna because this is in a section well, in which I research. What? I'm on Arctic Monkeys right now, so I'm going to click follow. So I guess they do have a channel on Spotify. Wow. Look at you supporting people. Um, my, my artist of the week, uh, listen, his, his bio says bios, uh, what does it say? It's like bios suck or something like that. Let me look. Because mm, it is funny. a very funny, it's a funny bio. And I had looked at it so I could see how to pronounce his name and it gave me nothing yeah he says bios are boring so we're gonna guess and we're gonna say phineas because that's what makes the most sense Woo! um yeah and his songs are like so sweet like they have like this melancholy vibe to them and like if you're ever in a soft mood like go to his music um i think i speak for raven when i say that our favorite song of his is uh let's fall in love for the night <laughs> It's like, so good. Even before recording this, we were singing it. So it's like, you know, it's addicting. It's such a, it's a chill song, but it's also like, he paints such a nice picture about it. Oh, yeah. And like, his voice is so smooth, too. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Another one of my favorite songs by him is probably Heaven or uh, College. Those College is a good one, too. Yeah. 
he just has a is lot of Is that the one like, with the lyric? Ones. Is that the one you can move across the country, but you can't move on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and see, like, that's such a sad, like, lyric, it's but he sings it so, so, so nice and, like, smooth that you're, like, in your feelings, but heard, you're not sobbing. When he, like, the first time I heard that line, I was like, oof, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oof, ouch. That hurt. That hurt, a, that hurt <laughs> Um, And his playlists, like, his playlists are pretty baller, too um he has he has one that's called songs i send to pretty girls <laughs> uh, really yeah he has one that's named after a lyric uh in his song i believe it's i believe it's heaven it's either heaven or hollywood forever but um it's called you make dying sound less fun yes um, really good song he has songs that i listen to when i'm missing you so it's like it's he- um hollywood forever yeah, it is Hollywood Forever. Okay. Yeah, I was like, it's one of those. I know for sure. But he, I don't know. I really like his stuff. They're completely, he's completely opposite from Arctic Monkeys, I'd like to say. Like, unless Arctic Monkeys is like in a soft move, like 505 or something like that. But 505 is a soft album, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like Phineas uh, is like a different kind of soft because like he mainly focuses he's on He's an like, emotional love. soft. Yeah, definitely. I, I can, And Arctic I can Monkeys that. can be like just soft but they're never that emotional they're never like your girl dumped you and slept with your friend but you know <laughs> that's but, you know <laughs> and then she moved to college but that's how it be that's um, how it be sometimes yeah but that that's my artist of the week well that's awesome i think they're both great artists um they both have some great music and they're both definitely different genres no absolutely uh we try to switch it up Try not to do the same things because we do that a lot in our sections. So within the segments, we try to keep them separate. <laughs> We're trying to give you guys some variety here. Absolutely. Hey guys, uh, thanks for tuning in to the next segment of this episode. Uh, it's called it's a it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Oh, it's such a goodie, and it's one of my favorites. Uh, it's who the. F- cares and boy do i have a story for you raven are you ready i'm ready (laughs) okay so we have this happened uh not too long ago just a couple days ago uh in which a woman called in to to the cops to report a nasty uh gyro gyro i i it's a sandwich (laughs) i think it's gyro is it gyro okay well we're going with we're going with either that or gyro i that's a money but also is it uh, yeah euro oh euro that's funny <laughs> i was like huh um euro that's funny. so <laughs> this this took place in uh in ohio where all of the situations happen like apparently other than florida if it's not in florida it's in hawaii Oahu. Oahu. i'm sorry oahu what? oahu we're Oahu, naming Ohio, Hawaii. <laughs> Where are you talking about? I don't want to give you guys the exact location. So, <laughs> I don't want to... <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they have the recording of the 911 call, and she basically is like, Hey, can I make a report to the to the to the Giro guys? Right? I'm gonna call it a gyro because that's easier for me to say. <laughs> I apologize right. if I offend anybody. Uh, so she's like, Can I make a report to the gyro guys? And the woman on the other side of the line was like, 
I I guess like I this I is meant for emergencies, but go ahead. I mean, because we don't know what's happening, you know. So she's like, I think they intentionally tried to poison me because my face is red. They gave me some raw chicken that was like nasty and raw. They know I like everything well done and cooked up fresh. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah. So she's like, she they called nine one one about this. Yeah, she's like, they know how much I like like. I like it to be fresh and cooked, and they serve me this raw stuff, so I'm calling the police. And so she did. Um, the dispatcher, so... <laughs> the dispatcher told her, like, "Hey, I'll send an officer if that'll make things better, but like, we shouldn't. Like, maybe if you called the emergency department or something, or not the emergency, the health the department. Emer- yeah, the health department is who you should call. But like, it would be better for you to do that instead of just sitting here and like calling the police like 911 uh and so she the the woman said oh yeah no i already did i gave them the complaint i'm just concerned about me because that's not right what they what they did and the dispatcher was like do you need to go to the hospital right like she was like no i don't think i need to go to the hospital (laughs) so she wasn't even actively dying and then apparently, uh, in a in a later interview uh, with a with a separate news channel, she claimed that she did go to the hospital for antibiotics, and she said that she was scared for her life and that she didn't want to get food poisoning <laughs> because food poisoning is that bad. Hey, she was scared for her life. I mean, salmonella maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but food poisoning—that's just like one bad night, and you're good. <laughs> Well, apparently, apparently it was raw chicken that she was served within the Skyra. So I don't know. But, um, but the restaurant owner told the news station that they like tried to accommodate for her and even offered to make her a new Gyro like free of charge. Um, but the lady was like, no, I'm just going to call the police, I guess. And wow. so uh, she or the, the restaurant owner said that they would no longer be serving her. <laughs> Good. Like, if she comes Drops in, they're going to turn her away. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. That's that's my story that I have for you. Wow, man. Who the f*** cares? Clearly, Honestly, those cops didn't. Those, I don't think anybody does, except for her. She was only worried about herself. I mean, she wanted to make sure she wasn't going to get food poisoning and die. Food poisoning and die. <laughs> in she that felt order. it, too. She felt in her soul that she was going to get food poisoning. She did. That's, I mean, that's how it is sometimes. Sometimes you get a really bad guy when you call the emergency police and then emergency police. The emergency police. <laughs> As if there's any type of other police that you would call. The non-emergency police. Yeah, you know, sometimes just the, the everyday police. You know the everyday <laughs> or you know the fire police also known as firefighters uh yeah you've got you've got the the hospital the, police. the hospital police yeah i was gonna say the healthy police <laughs> the health, that's the health department <laughs> um but yeah that's that's the lady and reading that you know what it made me think raven what it made me think who the f- cares who the f- cares guys so we were thinking you know our last topic was a little heavy so we thought we just um that it was time for a segment to break the tension a little bit so we've got another segment here for you 
And this time, we're doing three minutes something. And uh, you know what that means. It's It's been a while since we've done a three minutes something. And you're so right, like, to put another segment in. I'm so, I'm so glad that I'm doing this with you because I, I don't know what I would do without you. But yeah, you know, you got to break up the tension every now and then. You do, you do. Um, yeah, three minutes something is another – one of my favorites because we are on a time limit. <laughs> so uh, that three minutes something for those of you who don't know is we have some information and we got to give it to you guys within three minutes. And that's that's that. <laughs> so this three minutes something we're going to be doing seizure first aid. Ooh. So seizures are pretty scary. Yes. It's when your brain is too hot i don't actually know what happens with seizures <laughs> uh not a lot of people do do you want me to look it up real fast yeah okay in the meantime while i'm doing that not a lot of people know what to do during a seizure like how to help the people so that's kind of why we're doing this uh to, to kind of let you guys know so in that way you you guys can help somebody if you if you do end up in that situation which i hope you don't which but yeah i hope you don't but with as many people as there are in the world, it's it's possible that you might encounter someone who has seizures. I know I have at least one friend that it's possible that she can have a seizure. Um, it's never happened around me, but I want to be able to help her if that were to ever happen. Look at you being a good friend. Um, so seizure basically, sometimes it can be from overheating of the brain in which like you can get fever seizures. It mostly happens in like young kids. Um, but a seizure typically happens when there is sudden, intense burst of electrical energy or activity within the brain, which causes messages between the cells to get mixed up. And that's usually with epileptic seizures. So, Wow. So there you go. Yeah. So if that happens, here are some first aid help that you can offer to those that are having a seizure. Alana, put me on the clock. All right. Uh, here, here we go. Ready? And mm-hmm. go. So the first thing you want to do is keep calm and reassure other people who may near who may be nearby. Seizures are really scary and you want to make sure that everyone is like giving the person enough space and not adding to the situation. Don't hold the person down or try to stop his or her movements. I know that's a big seizure myth that you want to stop them from moving, but that's not going to help them. It's only going to injure you. Time the seizure with your watch. You want to know how long these things are? Because sometimes they can last for um, a while. I mean, it's probably going to feel like a while. But you want to time it so that when proper medical attention arrives, they can um, they can know exactly what they're dealing with. The next thing you want to do is clear the area around the person of anything hard or sharp. So like I said before, the person is moving around a lot. Um And they may be like shaking or struggling and you're not going to want them to get further hurt themselves. So um, remove any sharp objects or anything. Put something soft like a folded sweatshirt under their head so that their head doesn't hit the floor repeatedly or hit whatever they're sitting on repeatedly. Because head injuries are terrible and they're already having sort of a head injury. So you don't want to add to that. Honestly. Do not try to force open their mouth with anything hard or your finger. So the misconception is that you want to 
put something in their mouth so that they don't bite off their own tongue. But don't try to do that. Don't try to force open their mouth, especially not with your finger because they will bite you. Yeah, I was about to ask, like, oh, isn't that a big thing? Like, put a wallet in their mouth or something? But yeah, look at you. Don't do that. (laughs) Turn the person gently onto one side. This will keep the airways clear. So in case of um, the person starts to, like, lose the ability to, like, hold in their spit or anything, you don't want them to choke while they're having the seizure. So you need to turn the person on the side. Stay with the person until the seizure has ended naturally. So you definitely don't want to leave a person who has seizures because you don't want them to be alone because, obviously, they're in the middle of an, an attack, basically. Right. Um, you don't know what's going to happen. Be friendly and reassuring as consciousness returns. So if this is a usual thing for them, they're probably used to it, but it's still like a really scary thing to go through. So you want to make sure that you're not, again, adding to the situation and the tension by putting in your own feelings. You want to be calm and reassuring. Offer to call a friend, relative, or a taxi to help the person get home if they need assistance. So if it's someone that you don't know or even someone that you do know, You're going to want to make sure that they get home safely after this because they're not exactly going to be steady, you know, because they just had a seizure. Right. So you're going to want to make sure that they get home safely. And that is all I have. (laughs) Wow. For seizure first aid. You know, and and that's it. I feel like that's very helpful because like I said earlier, like not a lot of people – know what to do like even I didn't know what to do especially with the whole wallet thing like yeah because there are a lot of misconceptions that go around that and I mean they're not meant to harm the person you know you're trying to do good but sometimes we do good and we don't know exactly what the proper way to do good is right so hopefully this helps someone well um thank you for such an informational three minutes something Raven I really appreciate it of course you know I'm always here to help out Raven, I, I don't know about you, but for some reason, this episode has me a little bit stressed. So I feel like we need some good news uh, within this segment. So then that way I can, you know, feel feel not as heavy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. All right. Sure. So yeah. you think it's time for another segment? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think now is the perfect time for another segment. Just because like, I don't know, I, I'm feeling a little bit like antsy. I gotta I gotta yeah. tell you about this. Um, all right. Tell me about it. What's going on? So this segment is current events. And I mean, even if you're new here, I feel like current events are pretty self-explanatory. Um, at the time of us recording this, it's current, so <laughs> keep that in mind. Um, but I, I want to tell you about this, uh, what is it, this accomplishment that has been made uh, in the world today. Do you want to know about it? I do. So, What kind of accomplishment is it? A medical accomplishment. Oh. Yes. Interesting. Uh, so, the... The thing we're going to be talking about is there has been a a first um, as the living as a living HIV patient donates a kidney in the United States. Really? Yes. So I don't know. If so you, that's not allowed, right? Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but HIV is. Uh, I want to say it's very like what is it? Um, contagious? Not contagious. Is it contagious? Yeah, it's. I'm trying to figure out the word. Yeah, it's it's easily caught. Um, Contagious. Yeah, yeah, it's it's contagious, and 
it's very difficult for someone with HIV to donate, let alone receive a, a transplant organ or anything. So for this to have happened, it's like a pretty big step in the medical world. Yeah, it's huge. Um, so U.S. doctors have transplanted a kidney from one HIV positive patient to another, which is also another really big thing because, like I said, usually they can't give or receive. So um, the, the operation apparently took place at, in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, at the John Hopkins Hospital. Very awesome. Yes. And uh, speaking, of, speaking of what we were just discussing, it was previously thought that HIV carried too great of a risk to even, or especially for kidney disease in the donor, to even like think about transplanting. There are new types of antiretroviral drugs that are being used to treat uh, the disease, and they are seen as safe for the kidney in specifics. So, uh, Wow. Yeah. So that's going to open up like a whole world for um for people with hiv oh yeah and it's like i don't know i i can't speak about it because like i don't have hiv so like i don't know what it's like and the struggles that they go through but i know that it's a very difficult like disease to have and and go through um Mm -hmm. but the the patients were quote incredibly grateful for the gift and now they just have to monitor uh for the long-term outcomes of the entire like transplant because even in the short term it's working pretty good and so that's all that's all we're really worried about right now is that are they going to be okay for now um apparently one of the donors was inspired to donate her kidney by an episode of Grey's Anatomy Uh, oh wow yeah so she was excited to be a part of like a medical first which is really cool yeah Um, that's really awesome good on them yeah apparently this this breakthrough uh, followed another one that's pretty significant uh, in HIV treatment in general. And in the, in the only second case of its kind, a UK patient's HIV became undetectable after a stem cell transplant earlier this month, which is March. Wow. Yeah. So um, apparently there are about 37 million people living with HIV and AIDS and as of 2017. So for them to be making advancements like this, it's it's a pretty good that's thing. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. For a disease that's been around for quite a while. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm just I, – I think this is a really cool thing, and I feel like it brings so much joy hearing about it. I don't know. Medical advancements always make me smile because it's like – Medical advancements are so cool. It's like you, We're I mean, you can go wrong. To do things. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Uh-huh. But for the most part, like they're they're doing good, and that's all that that's all that matters. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my current event, and you know, I feel like it was pretty important to talk about. Yeah, very important to talk about, and a very cool advancement to uh, modern medicine. Yes. Well, we. We've got to get on to the next section, but we'll talk to you guys in a little bit. Hey, Alana. Hey, Raven. You know what my favorite part about us doing this podcast is? I I really want you to tell me because I'm curious. What's up? Segments. I love doing the segments for these. 
for these episodes. I do too. I feel like they're very engaging and they're a little bit more like relating to the audience than the sections are. Cause I feel like we talk to our platform a little bit more through the segments than we do within our actual. Yeah. Topics. And it, and it, inc- it involves a little more um, audience participation. Yes. And more personal information too. You're not getting my That's credit true. card number. <laughs> Nor are you getting my social security number. So stop asking. Stop asking. Stop sending us DMS in Twitter. Okay. Quit it out. Quit it out. Cut it out. Quit, quit it, it out. <laughs> I'm so upset that I had to blend them. Like, stop it. You're not getting my important quit information. It. I can't send you a picture of my birth certificate. I, I can't. I'm sorry. Anyways. <laughs> now that we're over these nosy audience members. Goodness. This segment is called Obsession of the Week. And we've done this before, but just in case you're new here, Obsession of the Week is where we basically sit down and tell you about what we have been obsessed about this week. And let me tell you, this one's a doozy. It really is. Can I tell you what our listeners have been obsessed with this week? What? Getting our secret information. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, have the listeners been contacting you? I've been getting emails. I've been getting Snapchats, text messages. You can't have my information. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You guys aren't like that. I've, I have yet to receive a message asking for my credit card info, my social security number, my ID number. So, but, uh, but what's you guys are good listeners. <laughs> yeah, our no, they are. of the week is the Adventure Zone. Whoop, whoop. Honestly, same. And for those of you who don't know what The Adventure Zone is, it's a really awesome podcast by um, the McElroy brothers, who also have, like, 12 other podcasts. Honestly, they have, like, individual ones, <laughs> ones with their wives. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> They're our podcast family. Um, so their main podcast is My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is an advice podcast. But The Adventure Zone is a... Dungeons and Dragons podcast, which basically means that they play Dungeons and Dragons and you get to hear them, which I know sounds really boring, but it's not the Dungeons and Dragons that you're used to. Like, I feel like they do it in a way that's very immersive for the listener. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very good at pulling in the audience. Yes. And the story is so engaging that it's like, it's very story centered. Yes. It's, it's- not. If it's you, not about the rules or even the dice rolling, but you can hear them rolling dice. It's hilarious. If you're into Dungeons and Dragons for the numbers, Taz no. may not be like the thing for you because yeah. let me tell you, <laughs> you want to know something really funny, Raven? What? I, uh, I saw this like post somewhere and it was talking about like all of the number flubs that, that they made. So like oh, apparently, yeah. apparently like Magnus's axe or something has like this amount of damage, but then it like fluctuated throughout the entirety of like the podcast oh absolutely that's because travis is a cheater oh wow you're just gonna call him out like that okay we're not slandering travis mcelroy (laughs) i feel like i have to say that (laughs) he's going to come for us um (laughs) if the mcelroy brothers come for us i will personally be the most excited person in the room honestly listen if you listen to this podcast aka lumi and fonts like you know that we've mentioned the mcelroy brothers more than once (laughs) more than once like we love these boys a whole lot um but the adventure zone has 
different uh, storylines on it. And the main one that people like got into it for was uh, the balance arc. And it's this beautifully woven story. And I don't know how to like tell, tell you guys about it without spoiling it all for you. It's, it's a story about these three adventurers that start out on a job for um, someone hires them for a job and they basically get into a whole mess that they did not expect to get into. As, as Dungeons and Dragons has it. <laughs> Usu- yeah, as Dungeons and Dragons usually goes. So, you know, if you are into Dungeons and Dragons at all, or if you're into role-playing or any kind of tabletop games, or even writing. Oh, yeah, writing. They have a lot of into, good ideas in there. If you're into, like, reading and writing and stuff, I'd, I'd tell you to take a listen to this podcast because it's, it's a really good story. Like, it's a very good story. I think, um, I know it says Obsession of the Week. That's what we call the segment. But I've honestly been obsessed with Taz for like a year and a half. So, like, and I've been obsessed with it for a couple of months. So, so it's, a, it's a major part of, I don't know, like everything that I do. Like my writing is influenced by it. I, I just feel like it's had such a positive, uh, positive influence on my life. And, yeah, definitely. And if you guys are into it, like I suggest you check it out. Because it's honestly a really good podcast. And it's hilarious. Like, even if you're not into writing, it's hilarious. <laughs> and if you feel like you're trying to get into D&D, but everything is, like, too stressful, I feel like this is a very good thing to yes. get you into it. Because it's, like, not – like we said, it's very story-driven. It's not rule-heavy. So you're not overwhelmed with, like, the different things that you have to do before you make this type of role. So it's, like – And I'd also like to say the the DM, Griffin, is really good about explaining the rules of D&D. Yes. And explaining things that you can and can't do in a situation. And he's really good at at monitoring that because some of the players hadn't played D&D for very long. Like, um, the players are his family. So his two brothers and his dad. Yes. Which is just are hilarious. Playing, which is... Because <laughs> your dad? <laughs> yeah, it adds to it because it adds to the hilarity that you're playing with your actual family members. You know, because you have your past and everything and jokes and inside stuff yeah. that you can just, like, build on. And it's just – the atmosphere is alone. The atmosphere alone is pretty spectacular. And then you add in this really awesome, like, plot-heavy story. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes this really great thing that they have. It's a it's a 10 out of 10 podcast, if I do say so. 10 out of 10. Yeah, would listen to again. Go check and it out. Already have. Our, I listening. would listen to it. Yeah, honestly, we need to listen to it together because we really should. That's on our. That's on our list of things to do. <laughs> I think our this podcast is just becoming us listing things that we should do as friends. That's yeah. That's that's fair. Someone should make this list and send it to us so we don't forget. <laughs> oh, please, because we will forget in a hot minute. We will. We'll go. Hey, what were we supposed to listen to? I don't know. And then we'll listen to something completely different and forget that we were supposed to listen to Taz. Um, that's what happens. Which is what you guys should do. Don't forget, but go listen to it because it's honestly really good. And tell them we sent you. They don't know who we are, but but tell them we sent you. And tell, tell them, them we, we have sent a podcast. <laughs> maybe they'll maybe they'll uh, give her give us a a boost or something. What is it? A shout out. A shout out. I, I forgot the words. Would actually die. <laughs> let's uh let's not get our hopes up but yeah go check it out (laughs) i if you do and you end up liking it send us a message saying like hey i liked it yeah (laughs) keep it simple let us know you know what we'll respond with a high five and a smiley face
<laughs> you know, a lot of that last section was really, really funny. It was. I feel like our best jokes were probably in that section. No, no, for sure. Um, I, I don't think I've ever laughed as much as I just did. I hope our, I hope our listeners really enjoy that one because I – I think they will. It was I a very natural, will. like, chemistry that, the you and I, that you and I had. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was probably one of our best sections yet, I think. Uh, it's a shame that it had to come to an end because now we have a segment. But now we have a segment. So, and those are always cool because, you know, those are my favorite parts of the episodes. Same so, uh, this segment is called, it's a history thing. I don't know. You always sound so confused when you intro this. <laughs> Why do I sound confused? Because the I don't know at the end just sounds like, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, that's what it's, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm here for it and I, I hope it stays throughout the podcast. So what do you, what do you got for me? What's the history thing? Did you know? The first black woman went for president in 1972 and was almost assassinated three times. I did not, but goodness. Um, I Shirley need... Chisholm has the honor of being the first black person to do a lot of things. She was the first black woman elected to the U.S. Congress. Ooh. She was the first black woman member of the Congressional Rules Committee. She even was a founding member of the Congressional Black Caucus and the Congressional Women's Caucus. She was also the first black woman to run for president. Wow. Major yeah, accomplishments. Cool? Look at her. Look at yeah, her like tons of accomplishments. She garnered 10% of the vote at the Democratic National Convention in 1972, though she failed to win the nomination. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're not familiar with how that works, each party, Democrat, um, Republican, Libertarian, and I think Grassroots, Maybe. I think is another one. But each party has their own vote to see who's going to be the the nominee for the um, United States vote. So she didn't get the nomination, but she was the first black woman to, you know, attempt to run for president. Good on her. I mean, considering the fact that she almost got assassinated three times, that's a pretty Yeah, she was forced to survive thing. three assassination attempts during this presidential run. Goodness. And some say it was her bid that laid the groundwork for future presidential bids by women. Look, I'm, I'm proud of her. I don't know what else to say other than, like, I'm proud of her and look at her go. Because, like, I just feel the proud, the pride that I feel right now towards this woman, it's immense. So um, one of those really good quote by her was, I want history to remember me not just as the first black woman to be elected to Congress, not as the first black woman to have made a bid for the presidency of the United States, but as a black woman who lived in the 20th century and dared to be herself. You know, and that's what I was thinking, too, because I was like, she was very, it sounds like she was very unapologetic about like what she was. Yeah. So um, one of her. Her motto in the title of her autobiography is unbossed and unbought. Oh, I love that. Is that that not the sickest, like, motto you've ever heard? That is one of the greatest things I've ever heard from, like, a book title. Yes. So, yeah, she was born in Brooklyn, New York on November 30th in 1924. And she was the oldest of four daughters to immigrant parents from from, um, Charles St. Hill. Wow. Yeah, which is um, a town in Barbados, I believe. Yeah, I was like, it sounds it sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she did a lot of cool things in her life. 
Well, go check out her biography. <laughs> yeah, her biography, Unbossed and Unbought. If if not for the story, then for the title, because honestly, that is like the greatest thing I've ever heard. Um, she sounds like a very interesting woman. I, I'm planning on maybe uh, looking into her after we finish doing this. But I mean, she sounds like a very accomplished woman. And like you said, she wanted to be herself and she did so. <laughs> Yeah, no, she wanted to be herself, and she did exactly that. Like, she was in Congress. She was on the Rules Committee. Like, she was really, like, an advocate for change and, like, women's rights and just rights for everyone in general. Well, good for her. And I, it's it's clear that uh, she's had influence in present day, too, whether she's being named or not. Like, there's been some, yeah, you know. There has to be. There's no way. There has to be. Right? Right. Right. No. There no. It's it's gotta be. I I I can't see I can't see a world in which like influence like that isn't thought of and like credited to, you know what I mean? So it's upsetting that it's not credited to her, you know? Yeah. Like that this isn't something that we learn in school. Like it's just a I legacy. definitely didn't. No, absolutely. It's just a legacy, you know. <laughs> Well, she's not a legacy anymore because we have her name. Nope. Shirley Shirley Chisholm. Yeah, Shirley Chisholm. She sounds like a wonderful woman. And um, if I could have dinner with anybody dead or alive, I would probably want to have dinner with her because she sounds like an inspiration, honestly. Yeah, no, definitely an inspiration. Wow. Wow. And that's uh, it's a history thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But now you do know. Now I do. So I can't say that I don't know anymore. But, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Raven, that legend that you told was pretty it's pretty insane. Like, this whole storyline. Yeah. Wasn't it? I, I'm kind of glad that we're doing a segment to break that up because that – I don't think I could handle intense. two in a row. It was. I mean, it was like a good intense though. Like I was very uh, invested within the tale that you were spitting for me. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, what I tried. That's what I tried to do. That's what I tried. And I'm, I'm very grateful for it. Um, but here, I, I have something. I have something for you, and I feel like you might enjoy oh, do this you? one. I do. I have a charity of the week for you. What? Yeah. I love me a good charity of the week. I know you do, and I love giving attention to these charities because they do deserve them um for those of you that don't know charity of the week is once again exactly what it sounds like we feature a charity uh if it's on that specific episode and we we leave the link in the description so you guys can check it out and donate if you want um and this week's is called scholarship america have you heard of this one before no i have not it sounds really cool though all right so what's it about uh, basically it offers, think of it like grants, uh, to students and to people to get an education. Uh, so wow. I'm going to, I'm just going to read from their website real fast. Uh, it says achieving an education beyond high school is more and more critical. A complex economy and a rapidly changing global market require a skilled, educated workforce and higher education remains the single best path out of poverty. We invite you to learn how we work with companies, foundations, communities, and partners across the world on behalf of students everywhere. Uh, so they were founded in 1958 
on the revolutionary idea that community supportive scholarships could bring college education within reach for millions of students who couldn't otherwise afford it. Uh, so now they are continuing these efforts and making post-secondary successes a possibility for a ton of students. And are you, are you ready to hear this? Mm-hmm. They support 13,000 scholarships and education assistance programs across the nation and around the world. Holy crap. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. <laughs> Very invested. Um, so as of 2017, uh, the education assistance programs that they were focused on, uh, mm-hmm. one of them was the Dream Award, in which 28 new and renewing recipients received $291,000. They were also a part of Families of Freedom, in which 180 29 awards totaling uh, $12.2 million were awarded and uh, partners programs in which 74,401 awards totaling $190 million uh, through 1,393 programs. So, Wow, that is fantastic. And they also do a local community student support in which uh, I think it's called Dollars for Scholars uh, and they have 18,635 students, which are awarded $20.2 million across 30 states. And the average award is typically like a grand. But still, that's a ton of money if you're trying to go to college and like further your education. They're also a part of like a bunch of other uh, programs. Like I said, nearly uh-huh. 13,000. Um, but yeah, that's, that's they what they do. They sound like a great organization. That's really, I mean, anyone that helps people who can't get an education get an education I think is a good person right and it's like they're doing it they're not I don't think they're taking the money like from what I've been reading I hope not um but they but they really want to just like focus on the students like the students and communities are like their main priorities and that's what the money goes to and like it's very clear that the money goes to that because the numbers back it up you know yeah so which we love a charity where the numbers um make sense and add up Yes. So that's what we try to, we always try to find good charities that make sense and add up. We don't want you donating to like, uh, bunk charities, yeah, bunk charities. Stop stealing my words out of my mouth because I was, you about, to I was about to say bunk ah! charities. Yeah. But I was like, that's a little bit mean and you just went for it. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll leave the, I'll leave the link to them, um, in the episode description. And if you don't want to look at the episode description, that's fine. Cause you can listen to it right here. Here it goes. Uh, it's literally scholarshipamerica.org. And that's where you can check them out and see what they what they do and see the latest news about them and see how you can donate to help. But yeah, wow, that that's... sounds like a a good deed. No, it's not a good deed. It's actually a charity oh, right. of the week. It's a charity of the week. <laughs> you know what? But <laughs> if we were doing a good deed this episode, I think that some of the stuff that they've done could be featured on there. We'll look into it. We'll see. But that's what I've got for charity of the week. Please donate because they are a fantastic. Uh, establishment that they've that they've got running Alana, i know we've been talking about a lot of great stuff this episode but i just want to talk about something a little bit more serious okay on this segment is that cool with you yeah uh, absolutely let's go what's up so this segment is humans and we're going to be talking about some really really humans are you ready oh man usually these are jokes but yeah i'm ready yeah so there have been some really terrible people on craigslist adopting pit bulls and then putting them down are you serious yes i am so why i this segment of 
humans is definitely going out to these special kind of humans, which are people who hurt pets. I because that just pets are beautiful people. They're not people. They're pets. I mean, but still, like they they're living. Like they're not. Yeah, they're beautiful <laughs> creatures that should be cherished because all they do is love you. Oh my Especially God. pit bulls are just precious creatures. They're so who are sweet. So sweet. I they're used to have so a pit sweet. bull. Yeah, they're very sweet animals, and they're mm, very wonderful. protective animals. Right. And they're very loyal too. I mean, like all dogs are pretty loyal, but pit bulls are really loyal. Mm-hmm. So this is more of like a watch out for these terrible people kind of thing, um, because they're going around on Craigslist, and there's a whole like Twitter stream. Which is just terrifying. But of these people who are looking for pit bulls on Craigslist and adopting them and pretending to be nice people. And then they go and put the pit bull down. Or go and put them or drop them off at. Like a kill shelter or something? Yeah, shelters that that um, put dogs down. That's like, and they're proud of this, like. That that upsets me. Like, I'm upset right now. I'm very angry. You should be angry. It's an angering thing. Like, not just because I'm an animal lover. Like, I love dogs so much. But, like, I, if they were doing this to anything, I think I would still be pressed. Why – what's the point? You're not benefiting anybody. You know what I mean? Like, they trust you enough to give you this animal because they think you're going to take exactly. care of it. And that you have, like, the proper requirements and that you meet them all and that you're going to, you know, like I said, take care of it. And then you, like, basically not only betray the the previous owner or, like, whoever didn't want them, but, like, you also betray the animal. Like, animals you have do. feelings. <laughs> they do. They have like, feelings and all that, like, all they're trying to do, it's basically a helpless creature because domesticated animals are not, like, they can't go back into the wild. Right. Like, they They're need- very reliant. They're very reliant on humans to help them, to give right. them food and what they need. And for you to just turn your back on one like that is really, really, oh. really super. So I... this is a warning out there to people who are looking for, for dogs to adopt or if you're putting your dog up for adoption for one reason or another. Watch out for people like these. Yeah. Because they are definitely out there and we don't want any of our listeners or anybody to get caught up in that nonsense. No, because just thinking about it is very upsetting. Like, Yeah, it's very upsetting. But and it just sucks because they're targeting pit bulls as well, too. So Yeah, because... Which is like a stereotyped... Reason, yeah, like stereotyped breed, first of all. Even though it's a very wrongly stereotyped breed, I think. It's just a... Uh, it's a sad, serious topic, but, you know, it needs to be heard. I'm going to fight these people. I'm going to find them. I'm going to fight every single one of them. I agree. I will help you. Listen, we mentioned the last time we did humans. If you do things, we will call you out on it. Like, we don't like you. Honestly, like, we will find you. Like, we'll find out. And you will be featured on this podcast. Like, you don't want to be in the human section, man. You don't want to be human section it's not a good section to be in because we will bash you like these people that are giving these dogs to kill shelters like with the intention of having them die like they're literally like (laughs) worst thing you could come up with (laughs) yeah i mean because i don't want to be like too cruel i mean they deserve all the cruelty but like 
I this we're is gonna be the bigger podcast. people here. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be the bigger people here. And we're not gonna I'm not gonna demean them too bad. But honestly, like you're what's the what's the point? I don't understand. Like you you must have I know it's some like kind of you backwards have to be thinking. super twisted to be able to do this. Without like a second guess. I'm really hoping that like I know that they're kill shelters and they're taking them there with the intention of having them be put down. But I'm but really hoping that someone, that someone came them. Right, mm-hmm. like someone came and was like looking for a pit bull and like took them in because, like, that's the only thing that's keeping me from going off right now because I'm very upset. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very it's an upsetting thing, man. Oof, I'm gonna find these people and I'm gonna throw hands. Listeners, do you want to help? Do you want to help me find the address of these people? <laughs> Listeners, find them. <laughs> Listeners, you've been asking me for my personal information. <laughs> find these people's personal information. I need you to find these lives. people's personal information and take them down, please, because they dogs deserve so much better. Dogs don't. Dogs. We don't deserve dogs so much better. <laughs> like humans as a species don't deserve dogs. I'm gonna leave it at that. <sighs> well, that yeah, you were right. That's a pretty serious topic. That's human. Raven, that last like section paired with that segment was a really was a real bummer. Just a it, little bit. It was a real bummer. I'm sorry about that. But I feel like it was a bummer that we needed to talk about. Yeah. And you know what else we need to talk about? What? To balance this out. We gotta talk about the good deeds in the world that, we that go on. Do. Yeah, that's a great balance. All about that balance. All about that balance. Uh for it's also those of all you... about that base. No. For those of <laughs> For those of you who are just tuning in and haven't heard about the segment before, Good Deeds, uh, I feel like all of our segment names are very self-explanatory. Why did we do this? We should have come up with, like, funnier names and that way we would have to explain them. Let's change them. No. Uh, (laughs) Good Deeds is basically when we look for some good things that have happened uh, throughout the world, and we share them with you guys because why do we want a world of negativity when we can just make the world a a brighter place? By sharing these good stories with you. That's true. And I have a pretty good story, and it's pretty sweet, and I, I can't wait to share it with you. So do you want to know about it? Yeah, I want to know about it. Uh, so this story is about a homeless man who got housing and work thanks to a teen girl who saw his plea for a job at a bus stop. Wow. All right. Yes. So um, he was given a job and a roof over his head thanks to this girl. Um, he found himself... Uh, posting a work wanted sign at this like bus stop and this happened in England by the way Um, and the sign read I will do a trial for free to show how I work I do not take drugs or drink I will also do dog walking slash minding window cleaning shopping gardening car laying slash washing housework and cooking anything to earn a living and uh, make life seem worth living so that was the note uh, the 16-year-old girl, her name is Charlotte Howard, uh, she took some pictures as a sign in his tent that he was living within, and she posted them to, you know, the media, um, and the media, and she actually started a GoFundMe page for him, so he oh, was, wow. so she was hoping, you know, to get him enough money so then that way he can, like, get, get around. a better job, yeah. Well, so she wanted to make sure that he actually, he actually had like a, a source of transportation that wasn't just a bus. So she was hoping that he could get enough uh, to get him a used caravan. Um, and 
within 10 days, the actual, like the GoFundMe page had surged past this original goal, which was, I don't have that number, but it raised over uh, 2,300 pounds, which is, or not pounds, euros, sorry, uh, which is $3,100 in US money in 10 days. So, um, so the, there was a charity, days, huh? yeah. So there was a charity that was local to the area, uh, that was inspired to donate a caravan to the homeless man. So instead he will now be using the money to get him food and supplies and additional resources to make up for the last nine years wow. that he's been living on the streets. And That's do you want to know? So amazing. Do you want to know? It gets even better. Are you ready? Cause we yeah. haven't gotten to the job part yet. Oh so, gosh. So a local landscaper uh, contacted him about starting his own like home repair business. Uh, and the, the homeless man, his name is Johnson. That's his last name, I believe. Uh, he said that the amount of like support and compassion just makes him feel so grateful, especially towards the girl that like posted about it. Um, and he, I don't know. He seems, he seems very grateful. And he says, uh, it's not like I haven't previously been asking for help, but all it takes is an open-minded person like Charlotte to come and help. She had, she saw me and recognized my position and, and decided she wanted to do something to help. I wouldn't have gotten anywhere looking for a job if it wasn't for her. She really is incredible. Wow. So. That's really sweet that she went out of her way to help him. Right. And it's like, she's a kid too. So it's yeah. like, it, it gets you thinking about like, the minor things that you can do, like a simple post or like word of mouth, like can take people a really long way. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And you know, it's just like that one, all it takes is one person. Yeah. To change another one's life. So it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like that story just warms my heart a little bit just cause like, like you said, all it takes is that one person and you never know if you're that person. Like Exactly. People yeah. people will tell you probably, but like you never know. You never know if you've changed some stranger's life by opening a door for them or like telling them that they look nice exactly. or just like just being kind, you know? So so listeners so, be kind. <laughs> so spread more kindness in the world. Be nice, give love because you never know what other people are going through. Hey Raven, I love you and I'm grateful that we're working together. I love you, and I'm grateful that we're working together as well. We run a pretty cool podcast. We really do. It's called Lumi and Fuzz. This is the we're intro gonna... again. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <Welcome>. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Full circle. Full circle. Um, but that's my, that's my segment for good deeds. You know, we love talking about the deeds that are good. We've got some good, good deeds. Some good, good deeds. Some good, good deeds. You know. Just the good ones. Hey, Alana. So our next segment, while that section was really cool and I'm really upset to leave it behind us, we have to move on. No. I know. I know. But our next segment's pretty cool, too. It's one we haven't done uh, too often. Isn't this one of the newer ones? It is. Ooh. Why America sucks. A lot of reasons. <laughs> so many reasons. So but many today, reasons. we are talking about anti-vaxxers. People who oppose vaccinations. That's why America sucks this week. Okay. Just a quick heads up for like any of our listeners that may be anti-vaxxers. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that Raven and I like 
don't agree with that ideal. Like we do think that vaccines are beneficial. Yeah. But yeah, so if you don't want to hear us not like you guys, <laughs> I guess for like a good five minutes, why don't you skip ahead and we'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> we'll figure something out. So um, anti-vaxxers are people who believe in um, believe in anti-vaccinations. Basically, they don't want people to have vaccinations like themselves or their family members or anybody. Because some, re- well, there are multiple reasons why um, some people don't think they're safe. Some people think they aren't, like, we don't know enough about them. Some people think that it causes other disease and mental illnesses. And we're not quite sure where they're getting this information because there, mouth. <laughs> there is no link of autism to anything, which is why it's so hard to figure out why kids have autism. Um, because it's there isn't a genetic link to it. Um, but anyways, the World Health Organization named anti-vaxxers as the top threat to global health in 2019. So there is no scientific link between vaccines and autism, according to the Center for Disease Control. The World Health Organization named vaccine hesitancy as one of the top threats to global health in 2019. And vaccine hesitancy is basically their reluctance to despite the availability So if you were in like um, a third world country, it would be a different story because you're not, you know, you're not actively offered vaccines Mm -hmm. like we are here in America. So each year, the World Health Organization publishes a list of the 10 biggest threats to the world health to set its agenda for the next 12 months. And this year, the first is the first year the vaccine hesitancy has made the list. Do you know what number it's put at? Um... Yeah, number one. Is it? Remember the title of the world was right. World Health Organization names anti-vaxxers yes. as a top threat to global threat in 2019. Listen, I listened to you, but also <laughs> it says top, and I wasn't sure if that was one or, like, the top three, but... Oh, you know what? You're right. It could be the top three. It could just be the top five. It's definitely in the top ten. I sure... In a list of ten, I sure hope so. <laughs> We're just going to click on it. This is a lot of information that we're, like, slinging around. It's a very, I don't know, segment right here. But the fact that, like, I understand that people are, like, the greatest. It's number eight. Oh, it's number eight? Okay, but still, like, eight out of however many is still. Number one is air pollution and climate change. And people don't think that one's real either. But mm-hmm. what we're not going to do is. Is talk about them <laughs> this segment. Because that's a whole nother can of worms. Ironically, number two is non-communicable diseases. I just number three is the global influenza pandemic, mm. which can be which can be reduced by by getting by vaccination. Wow, <laughs> fancy who, that! Who would have thought? So, when you mentioned that one of their arguments is that we don't know enough about it, but it's like, when have you known any kind of? And I'm not saying like medical medical advancements and stuff are like perfect and like they always test it before anything happens but like when have you known something to be worldwide that they don't know about like several several times over and over and over again each time there's a new component actually it's tested right it's like they're not which is what the fda is for I understand that people think that, like, governments are evil, which is fair. That's a fair assumption. You can have that assumption. Right. Yeah. 
but also <laughs> like if you think about it we've been we've been living pretty pretty good if you ask me like so while two to three million deaths are prevented each year that number could be much higher if like a further 1.5 million could be avoided if global coverage of vaccinations improved i so two to three million because of vaccinations are saved each year and that number could be higher but here we are it's these people that are like they don't work clearly they do we don't know they enough do, about we're it living longer <laughs> we don't know enough about it clearly we do <laughs> Like, my biggest problem is that, like, you're not just endangering yourself because you're going to spread whatever you have to other people. Wasn't that a whole thing in Washington in which, like, a measles uh, situation broke out? There's a measles outbreak in a place that shouldn't – that measles shouldn't be because we have a vaccination for it. And people who get the measles vaccination don't get the measles. I – I wish I could, like, make a facepalm audible that wouldn't hurt, <laughs> but I know because that would really hurt. Don't do that. Because, like, that's how I'm feeling right now. Like, I don't know what else to do or to say other than, like, facepalm. Va- yeah, vaccinate your kids. <laughs> Please. Vaccinate yourself. Um, because, like, okay, so here's the thing. It's, like, if you – if you're if you're the one person that is an anti-vaxxer, all the power to you, like I said – but think about, think about, like, the other lives that you're endangering. Like, I'm pretty sure you're not a sociopath, so <laughs> you're not, like, going against the rules of society and whatnot. But, like, take into consideration the fact that everybody else thinks that and knows that, like, vaccinations are beneficial. So get yours. So then that way you don't endanger all these other people and take yeah. other lives with you if you do plan on not getting your vaccine you know what i mean like exactly it's like the other lie like if you don't care about yourself that's fine do it for the other people do it for other people right. like over the last few decades several diseases like polio and the measles which were considered eradicated in countries where vaccines were readily available have seen a resurgence as people have started to reject vaccinations i just you know what you know it's even worse you know what's worse what the ones that replace vaccinations with essential oils Yes. Like, essential oils are definitely beneficial. Do not get me wrong. Like, I use I use uh, essential oils whenever, like, my asthma is acting up or, like, if I'm having, like, really bad allergies. Like, 100% natural remedies do help. But not when it comes to avoiding polio <laughs> or the measles. Yeah. <laughs> like, because um, lavender oil is going to go a long way, but it's not going to stop a microbe. Like, I just – I – goodness – goodness but i don't think anti-vaxxers are specifically in america but i i know that there's a great like clump of them well i say that mostly because i feel like they're getting their information off of facebook Mm. and like facebook is a very americanized i don't know i feel like it's a part of our culture no that that's fair like i i feel like i don't really meet any foreign anti-vaxxers like they're all american for the most part uh not to say that there aren't any outside of America, because I'm sure there are, but, but I, this is just why America sucks. Yeah, we'll talk about those other countries later. <laughs> we we're not we don't have enough time to to come up with 
uh, all the other countries, all the other that, countries suck. <laughs> that suck and then do a segment on them for this podcast because then you would never get why? back to why Australia America sucks. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, now Australia fans are going to hate us. Oh, no. No. Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't know what to say. Um, vaccinate your kids. Vaccinate yourself. Be healthy. Be healthy. Drink water. Don't use essential oils to get rid of the flu. <laughs> like, and polio and measles. Like, just. You can use essential oils to get rid of congestion. Yeah. But it's not going to keep you from get rid getting of the flu. sick. Like, Ugh. it'll help the symptoms. It's not going to keep you from getting sick. I think that's what they switch. Is like, they think that because it works on the symptoms, it'll work on the whole thing. But that's not yeah. how science works. <laughs> That's not how biology works, more I, importantly. Goodness. Uh, check your facts before this is Yeah, that's listeners. all we ask you. Yeah, it's just check your facts. That's all we ask you. Just check your facts. Like, if Don't you get everything off of Facebook. If or you are Wikipedia. an anti-vaxxer, go for it if you have the right information. Like, if you have the proof to back you up, like I said, all the power to you. But, you know, it's like. Until you have that proof, I'm get vaccinated yeah like <laughs> that's uh until then it shrugs my shoulders like that's all that's all we can do um but yeah you're you're right america sucks <laughs> and uh this has been another segment of why america sucks um but alana i think this has been our last segment is it you know what yeah. now now that i think about it did we do any sections throughout this episode? Oh, holy crap, we didn't. Oh my gosh. Guys, we're we're so sorry. April Fools. April Fools. Suckers. Ha ha. <laughs> gotcha. We gotcha. A whole episode full of segments. Ooh. Crazy. It's crazy. But who would do such a thing? These were all very real stories. Uh, we made sure these to are keep all very real. <laughs> we, we made sure to keep all of our all of our topics Factual true. Evidence. Yes, so we are still fun facts for freaks, just with an April Fool's joke. Ha ha! Funny. Uh, we hope we got you. You were like, "Why is this coming out on a Monday?" And and, ah. that, and that's why. <laughs> we hope you um, enjoyed our segment episode. We hope, yeah, honestly, like we we came up with this. Uh, not last minute, but it was it was within the month <laughs> that it we were like, hey, what if we did month. an April Fool's idea? And, you know. And then we recorded it, and we did it. <laughs> I, I feel like this was a fun one. Um, we more than likely will probably not do this again. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we will keep our segments to, to the episode themselves. Two, three episodes. <laughs> like, yes. we, won't, we won't bombard you guys like this again. Or will we? Bum, bum, bum. You'll never know. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but yeah, April Fools. The, the episode, the next one, uh, I think episode is coming out. Still coming as out as planned. Yes. So on the fifth, April fifth. So keep your eyes out for that one. But we got you. We got you good. Get pranked. We got you good. Get pranked, guys. Happy April Fools. Happy April Fools. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>